Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy, GD. In this episode, I'll be doing my player spotlight on Tamika Catchins, one of the best two-way players I've seen amongst the lady ballers. We'll talk about her, all her exploits, and so forth. So just sit back, guys, and relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, it's your boy GD back with the All Things Basketball with GD podcast. And guys, as promised, I have another player spotlight I like to do. This one is near and dear to me. This player, I've been following her career for quite a while. Two-way player, one of the best to ever do it. And a phenomenal talent. For her to reach the goals that she reached, given those barricades if you will is a testament to her hard work and her dedication to the game of basketball and i am talking about tamika catchings guys she's born tamika devon catchings she was born july 21st 1979 and she was born in stratford new jersey that's like south jersey in camden county so you're talking about near Pennsylvania in that area there. She's a forward, 6'1". She was born to parents Wanda and Harvey Catchings. Harvey Catchings, a former NBA player. He played 11 years in the league. He played during the 1970s and early 80s. Played 11 years. He played with teams like the Philadelphia 76ers, also the New Jersey Nets when they were in Jersey, the Milwaukee Bucks. He spent a great deal of time with the Bucks and then with the LA Clippers as well. Tamika was born with a hearing impairment. She also ended up developing a speech impediment as well. This was discovered when she was about three years old. So at a early age, Tamika had to learn to read lips. Why? Because she was wearing the hearing aids. But one day after school, this was like in the second grade, after being teased about her having to wear the hearing aids, on her way home, she threw them in a field and left them there. Her parents went to go and find them. They couldn't find them. So they said, look, getting those hearing devices, that was a bit of an undertaking. So what you're going to have to do from here on out is read lips, which she ended up doing. So at the age of six, her family moved to Gorizia. And that's a small city in Italy where her dad, Harvey, would continue his basketball career. While she was out in Italy, they would meet another basketball family. And the father of that family, Joe Jellybean Bryant, who also played overseas in Italy. And it was there where she met an eight-year-old, Kobe Bryant. And they forged a friendship that would last well after their eventual return to the States. It was during that time overseas where Tamika would develop a love for basketball. And upon coming back to the U.S. from Italy, for her it was a major adjustment 
because overseas she didn't get teased as much and if she did she didn't quite understand the language if that was the case but once she got back to the states she would get teased by her classmates and so forth so for Tamika her safe haven was being around family and of course being on the basketball court those were her places where she felt safe she would end up attending Adelaide East Stevenson High School in Lincolnshire, Illinois. And she attended there between 1993 and 1995. She played with her sister, Taja. While playing there, the team won two state championships. Tamika already making a difference on her basketball team. She became the first undergraduate Miss Illinois basketball at the age of 15. She was also a two-time All-American while she was at the Illinois High School. She would then transfer from that high school to Duncanville High School in Texas. And while she was at this high school, not only she played basketball, she also played volleyball and actually helped that volleyball team win a state championship. And then also, while playing on the basketball team, they won a state championship there as well. And she was named Texas Miss Basketball. And also, Naismith National Prep Player of the Year in 1997. And also, in 1997, she is the first player to ever record a quintuple-double. Of course, we've heard of triple doubles. We heard of quadruple doubles. She had the rare quintuple doubles in basketball history, male or female. In that game, she had 25 points, 18 rebounds, 17 assists, 10 steals, and 10 blocks. Wow. That's what Tamika did while at Duncanville High School in Texas. She first learned of Coach Pat Summit in the University of Tennessee when she was in the eighth grade. While watching TV, she became focused on a lady with blue eyes and that steely look. Of course, we're talking about Pat Summit. And what she saw in Pat Summit was passion she saw determination from that moment there her ultimate goal was to one day wear the orange and white for the tennessee lady vols and then after a recruit visit from coach summit who heard about tamika and her exploits on the basketball court coach summit and her assistant mickey demoss came and visited the catchings And they knew upon leaving that visit that they had to have Tamika attend the University of Tennessee. And this visit happened during her sophomore year, actually, when she was at Illinois. So for Tamika, it came down to four schools. University of Tennessee, USC, Arkansas, and Illinois. But in the end, she went where she always had her eyes focused on and that was the University of Tennessee so she goes there and had a freshman year for the ages guys as she was a major contributor on that championship team in 1998 
that team that went undefeated at 39-0. and And during that season, Tamika Catchings, over 18 points per game, 8 rebounds, about 2.5 assists roughly, over 2.5 steals, and over a block and a half per game for her. And she would form what would be called the Three Meeks. It would be herself, Shamiqua Holesclaw, who was already there tearing it up for the University of Tennessee, and fellow freshman Samika Randall. And during her freshman year, Tamika set a record, the most points by a University of Tennessee freshman. So also she was part of a big recruiting class for Coach Summit. It was the four freshmen. It was herself, Samika Randall, Kristen Ace Clement, and Teresa Jeter. And the floor general for that team was Kelly Jolly who we now know as Kelly Harper, who's the current coach at the University of Tennessee. And that season, the path to the championship went like this. They beat Liberty University, Western Kentucky. They beat Rutgers, coached by the great C. Vivian Stringer. The University of North Carolina, Arkansas, who, oddly enough, she wanted to go play for them. They beat Arkansas actually in the Final Four. And then in the title game, they beat Louisiana Tech. And the final score of that game was 93-75. to And that team was coached by the great Leon Barmore. And in that title game, Tamika showed out, guys. Her 27 points led the team. She had 7 rebounds, 4 steals, and 2 assists. So Tamika... Already starting off with a bang, guys. Let us move to the sophomore year. In that year, she averaged 16.6 points per game, 7.3 rebounds, nearly three assists, and over two steals and a half for her. And then that year, she set a UT record for most points by a sophomore with 38 points that she had against Florida in 1999, February 26th to be exact. But that team went 31-3. and They ended up losing to Duke in the East Regional Finals there. So they made it to the Elite Eight, but fell to Duke. So they were just one win shy of making the Final Four, guys. Then came her junior year. The team finished 33-4. and four. Her numbers, 15.7 points per game, nearly 8 rebounds, 2.7 assists, and 2 steals and a half. And in that season, they would make it all the way to the finals again. And along the way, they beat Furman University, University of Arizona, University of Virginia, Texas Tech they beat as well. And the final four, they beat Rutgers, but they lost. They lost in the finals to the University of Connecticut, coached by the great Gino Ariema, and they lost that game 71 to 52. And that team had the likes of Swing Cash, they had Sue Bird on that team, Setlani, Abrint Samova, also Asia Jones was on that team. And their most outstanding player in the tournament, Shea Ralph, who now is a coach at Vanderbilt. Her junior year, 
They reach the pinnacle, but they lose to UConn in the final. Then came her senior year. The team made it all the way to 16-1 before Tamika would go down with a torn ACL in a home game versus the University of Georgia. Devastating blow for her. That season, she averaged over 15 points per game, nearly 9 rebounds, nearly 3 assists, 1.8 steals, so you might as well say nearly 2 steals per game, and over a block per game. So, Tamika's season ends in devastation her senior year, going down with the torn ACL. She would go on, and oh, by the way, that game took place on Martin Luther King's birthday on January 18, 2001. Tamika would end up graduating. She graduated, getting her degree in sports management, and she would come back later and get her master's as well. Coming out of the 2001 season, she would then enter the draft for the WNBA. While still recovering from her knee injury, she ended up being picked third in that draft. The players that went above her was Seattle at the number one pick, taking Lauren Jackson coming out of Australia. And then the second pick for the Charlotte Sting, a franchise that is no longer in play. And they chose Kelly Miller of the University of Georgia. In fact, one of the Miller twins. So, Tamika ended up sitting out the 2001 season while rehabbing her knee. So, she ends up playing the following season. And in that following season, being her rookie season, she would start her WNBA career off with a bang, guys. She averaged 18.6 points per game, 8.6 rebounds, 3.7 assists, nearly three steals per game, and well over a block per game for her. She would make the all-star team as a rookie. She would be named first team all WNBA. She was second in defensive player of the year votes and third in MVP votes. That's coming out of her rookie season, guys. And the team itself, the prior season, they finished 10 and 22. With Tamika, they finished with a 500 record, 16 and 16. That team was coached by Nell Fortner, and they did make the playoffs that season with the 500 record, but they lost to the New York Liberty, two games to one. So, guys, we fast forward to her fourth season in the WNBA. And that would be 2005, where she would win the first of her five Defensive Player of the Year awards. And the team would have its best record so far in her career at 21 and 13. And they were now coached by Brian Winters. Brian Winters, a former NBA player, longtime Milwaukee Buck. So he would coach this team. Now, this team in the playoffs. Well, let me just give you her numbers for the season. 14.7 points per game, nearly 8 rebounds, and over 4 assists, and well over 2.5 steals per game for her. That team would beat the New York Liberty in the Eastern Conference semis, two games to none, but they lost to the Connecticut Sun in the Eastern Conference finals. 
two games to none. And then we fast forward to 2009, where she would make her first appearance in the WNBA Finals. Her team that year finished 22-12, and 12, and also that year, here's what she averaged. Over 15 points per game, over 7 rebounds, over 3 assists, nearly 3 steals per game. And she was an all-star. Oh, in that fourth season, ended up getting Defensive Player of the Year. So, in getting to that point, they beat the Washington Mystics two games to none. And then they followed that by beating the Detroit Shock two games to one before losing in the finals to the Phoenix Mercury in a grueling five-game series, which the Mercury took three games to two. On that Mercury team was, of course, Diana Taurasi. She was on the squad. Penny Taylor. Cappy Pondexter was on that team. And a rookie named Dewana Bonner who we now see with the Connecticut Sun. It was under Lynn Dunn, by the way. And this was her second season with Katie Douglas. They acquired Katie Douglas from the Connecticut Sun, guys. We fast forward now to her 2011 season, where she wins the league MVP. Her numbers, 15.5 points per game, over 7 rebounds, 3.5 assists, and two steals. Another all-star appearance for her, and the team finished 21-13. and 13. And in the playoffs, they beat the New York Liberty two games to one, but lost to the Atlanta Dream two games to one. Then came the summer of 2011, and during that summer is when she got the news about her former coach, Pat Summit that she was diagnosed with early onset dementia. So, Tamika, being devoted to her former coach, she decided to dedicate the 2012 season to Pat Summit. And that season would be where she would reach the ultimate, guys. The team finished 22-12. and 12. They were second in the East. Her numbers for that season... 17.4 points per game, 7.6 rebounds, over 3 assists, over 2 steals. And another Defensive Player of the Year for her. Oh, by the way, that season she did not make the All-Star team, oddly enough. But that team would enter the playoffs. They would beat the Atlanta Dream, thus righting a wrong from the previous season. Two games to one. They beat the Connecticut Sun. Two games to one. And then they entered the finals against the Minnesota Lynx. Minnesota Lynx, who were coached by Cheryl Reeve, who is still the coach of that team till this day. And that team had on it the likes of Maya Moore, someone I did a player spotlight on a year ago. Also on that team, you had Lindsey Whalen and Simone Augustus. The Indiana Fever would start that series, well, the first three games were without Katie Douglas, who actually got injured in the series against the Connecticut Sun. It was an ankle injury. So she missed the first three games, but that did not deter this Indiana Fever team. You had people step up like Aaron Phillips, also Shavante Sellis, and Brianne January. 
And, of course, Tamika Catchings herself playing outstanding basketball. And in that game four, Tamika would score 25 points, eight assists, four rebounds, and three blocked shots to secure the win over the Minnesota Lynx and thus winning the WNBA championship. So, Tamika rising above it all to win this championship. Good for her. And then she would reach the finals one more time, and this would be three seasons later in 2015. And this time with a new coach who was an assistant coach under Lynn Dunn who won them the championship in 2012, and that's Stephanie White. Stephanie White, who now is the Connecticut Suns coach. But she coached Indiana, and in her first season, they reached the WNBA Finals. Along the way, they beat Chicago, New York Liberty, only to lose in a rematch to the Minnesota Lynx. This time, they added a major piece, Sylvia Fowles, and they end up winning that series in a grueling one again, three games to two. That season, actually, the Indiana Fever finished 20-14. and 14. They were fourth in the East, yet they were able to make it to the WNBA Finals. For that season... Tamika averaged over 13 points per game, over 7 rebounds, over 2 assists, and nearly 2 steals per game. And then that season of 2015 would be her last All-Star appearance. Also in that season, she was All-Defense second team and All-WNBA second team. So she reached the finals in that season, then the next season would be her last 2016 the team finished 17 and 17 kind of way her career started with the 500 record it ends that way third in the east and they would lose in the first round it was a single game elimination at that time and they lost to the phoenix mercury tamika for that season finished 12.7 points per game nearly five rebounds nearly two assists and nearly two steals for her. So that is her WNBA career, guys. Let us move on to her overseas play. Overseas, she wasn't thrilled about going overseas, but she did it anyhow. She didn't want to do it until her torn ACL was right. So she started playing overseas in 2003, guys. She started playing first for South Korea, And then she would play for Russia for two seasons, 2005-2006. Then she would go back to South Korea to play for two seasons, 2006-2007. And then she would play for Poland, 2008-2009. And for Turkey, three seasons there, 2009 through 2011. With one year playing with her Indiana Fever teammate, Katie Douglas. Now to her international exploits as far as playing for her country. She began playing for the USA at the age of 17 years old in the Junior World Championships in Mexico. That team would win a silver medal. Then she came back in 1997 to play in the FIBA Junior World Championship. That was in Brazil. And they end up winning the gold against Australia. And on that team, 
Tamika was second in scoring and first in rebounds. Then also, she will represent her country as a junior once again, 1998, at the Williams-Jones Cup Championship in Taiwan, and also won gold. So Tamika Catchings, getting her bearings as far as playing with the USA type of squad. The 2004 Olympics in Athens. The coach of that team was Van Chancellor. Long time with the Houston Comets. And that team would end up getting gold. They beat Australia, guys. And that Australia team had the likes of Lauren Jackson on there, Penny Taylor, and Sandy Brondello, who we now know turned out to be a coach in the WNBA, coaching the likes of the Phoenix Mercury, and as of today, the New York Liberty. On that team that she played with was Dawn Staley, who she still holds in high regard as a mentor of hers. Also Lisa Leslie, Cheryl Swoops, Tina Thompson, Katie Smith, Yolanda Griffith, Shannon Johnson, Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi, Ruth Riley, and Swing Cash. And it is overseas there where Tamika and Swing Cash developed a very tight bond that still stands till this day. Also, while playing for Team USA, she would go on to win gold at the Beijing Olympics in 2008. That team was coached by Ann Donovan. And then for the London Olympics, they would go on to beat France to get the gold. That team was coached by Gino Ariema. And then in Rio de Janeiro in 2016, again, Gino Ariema coached that group. And they defeated Spain to get the gold. She also played in the World Championships, winning gold in China in 2002, which is her real taste of international play, and Czechoslovakia in 2010. She would get bronze, though, in 2006 in Brazil. So, Tamika, well-decorated as a player for Team USA. Now let's talk about her outside of the court, guys. She initiated her Catch the Stars Foundation. And that foundation was started in 2004. And it's benefiting underprivileged kids to succeed in academics and sports in Indianapolis, which is where she played. And as of this date, guys, it has benefited over 15,000 kids. Definitely kudos to her for that. Also, she was a strong voice advocating against gun violence and police brutality. She also kneeled along with her teammates in solidarity of Colin Kaepernick. Also, she joined Carmelo Anthony in L.A. for a town hall meeting discussing violence by and against police officers. And this was in 2016. Tamika Catchings, using her voice for change using a voice for the common good of humanity upon her retirement she did do analyst work for the sec network and this was in 2017 and for the sec espn as well she purchased a tea shop guys called tease me cafe 
in hopes that it will grow much like Starbucks as being strictly for tea drinkers. She has now expanded to three locations in Indianapolis. So Tamika, also the entrepreneur here. She worked as a director of player programs and franchise development for the Indiana Pacers, the Indiana Fever, and the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. She was part of a developmental committee for USA Basketball as well. She once served as a vice president of basketball operations and GM with the Indiana Fever. She got the job in 2019 and kept it until 2022. She was recently named to coach one of the teams at the Rising Stars tournament in Indy. And that was just this month, in fact. She also has given to causes that helps those with hearing impairments. One of which is at her alma mater, University of Tennessee. So she has given to much causes in that regard. She does speaking engagements as well at schools, corporations, etc. And she was one of the keynote speakers at the Celebration of Life ceremony for her late coach, Pat Summit, as well. So with that said, guys, let me run through her accolades right quick. While in high school, I mentioned the three state championships that she won, two of which with Illinois, one with Texas. While at the University of Tennessee, her record guys in games that she played, 119 and 8 guys. So of the 127 games she played in, she only lost 8 games guys. Wow. She made it to the NCAA Finals twice. Winning once the undefeated team in 1998 and then losing to the UConn team in 2000. And she made an Elite Eight as well. Her career average, 16.6 points per game, nearly 8 rebounds, 2.7 assists, nearly 2.5 steals, and over a block per game for her. The 1998 season, which was her freshman season, she would win SEC Freshman of the Year as well as the United States Basketball Writers Association Freshman of the Year as well. In the year 2000, she would be named Naismith College Player of the Year. She'd be also be named to the SEC Community Service Team while she did community service actually serving at the Women's College Hall of Fame. She did intern work there. Also, in 2000, the WBCA Player of the Year, that's for Women Basketball Coaches Association. Also, the USBWA, which is the Basketball Writers Association, she won Women's National Player of the Year. In 2001, she won the College Women's Basketball Player of the Year via the ESPYs. She was a four-time All-American, guys. Three times All-SEC, twice first team, and two times All-SEC tournament. She finished her career fourth in all-time scoring, guys. Fourth in career free throws made, as well as field goals made. Third in career steals. Eighth in blocks. Sixth in career double-doubles. She is a member of the 
University of Tennessee Alliance of Women Philanthropists. Her number 24 jersey retired by the university. Also, she was inducted into the University of Tennessee Athletics Hall of Fame in 2013. The WNBA. Guys, she played in 458 games. She started in 448 games. So, she started in all but 10 games, guys. She played for 15 years. Over 16 points per game. 7.3 rebounds. 3.3 assists. And nearly 2.5 steals per game. She won a Rookie of the Year. League MVP. She was a World Champion. She was also a Finals MVP. 10-time All-Star. 12 times all defense, 10 times she was first team, 12 times all NBA, 8 times first team, 5 defensive player of the year awards. She led the league in steals 8 times, guys. She is, upon her retirement, number 1 in career steals. She was second in career points and career rebounds upon her retirement. Oh, also, she's a three-time Kim Parrott Sportsmanship Award winner. She won an ESPN Humanitarian Award in 2015. As far as playoffs, guys, upon her retirement, she was number one in points, rebounds, and steals. Of her 15 years, she played in 13 playoffs, 12 straight at one time. She made eight conference finals. In those eight, she made five straight. Her number 24 jersey retired in 2017. She was named to the WNBA's top 10 list, top 15 list, top 20 list. And most recently in 2021, she was named to the top 25 players of all time as well. Overseas. She won a Polish National League Championship in 2009. And two times she won a Turkish Cup Championship in 2010 and 2011. In the Olympics, guys, her record while playing with Team USA starting in 2002. 58-1, guys. Four Olympic gold medals. The only players with more than her four would be Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi, who recently won their fifth. She has two world championship gold medals and one world championship bronze. Guys, she was inducted into the Naismith Hall of Fame in 2020. Also in that class, her buddy who she first met in Italy the late Kobe Bryant as well was in that class of 2020. She also was inducted into the Women's College Basketball Hall of Fame in 2021. And in the NFHS National High School Hall of Fame. And that happened just last year, 2023. So guys, that is the resume of Tamika Catchings. A player who dealt with, again, torn ACL. She also dealt with a myriad of foot injuries also, guys. But that didn't deter her. That didn't stop her any. And I mentioned at the beginning, her having the hearing impairment 
and the speech impediment that did not stop her at all. She was determined. She was focused on achieving her goals. That being in the field of basketball, she did that and then some guys. So, guys, we salute Tamika Catchings. We salute you for all you've done for the game of basketball, how you persevered, and how you was just a straight dog. And that's D-A-W-G. Guys, one of the best two-way players I ever seen play on the court. That's not hyperbole, guys. She was that good, guys. And for her to bring that championship to the state of Indiana. Indiana, which is known as being one of the hotbeds of basketball. For her to do that and accomplish that is just a feat to be admired and to be in awe of. So, Tamika Catchins, we salute you. All the best to you and all that you do going forward. And we just stand in awe of you. So, much appreciated. All right, guys, so that is it for me. I'm going to try and squeeze out one more of these. It might spill into March. We'll see what happens. But that's it in a nutshell, guys. As always, I thank you for listening. All Things Basketball with GD.com. That's the website, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, all the platforms. I'm there. Leave reviews, like videos, all that good stuff. All right, guys, with that said, I thank you for listening. We'll talk soon. Take care. Hello, my peeps. Thank you for listening and supporting the All Things Basketball with GD podcast. You can find us on our website, allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email us at thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. Also, listen and watch us on YouTube, All Things Basketball GD. Hit the like button when you see our videos. Also write a blurb about our show. You can listen to us on all podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple. Leave a review for us at Apple. On the website, you can support us by hitting the Buy Me a Coffee button, support on Anchor button, or donate on PayPal. You can also support us by our cash app, GD That Sports Dude. Once again, I thank you for listening and supporting the show, and do take care.